0: The Litro Lab Podcast. In France, Nation of Beauty, by Todd McKee, read by Nu and Anna Claire. No one likes to be told they walk funny.
1: You walk funny,
0: she said. We were sitting in an outdoor cafe at a little green table under an umbrella that advertised some brand of cognac. Sheila was having coffee. I was sipping at a pastis, adding water to the glass of cloudy liquid after each bit of sip. We were in Arles, killing time until the Roman amphitheater opened up at three. Thank you very much, I said.
1: Don't mention it,
0: said Sheila. I, I don't walk funny. If anyone walks funny, it's you.
1: Plus, you're always so defensive. I'm putting that on my list, too.
0: Sheila was trying to get me to play this game with her. She said it was a game, but really it was some psychological exercise, something she picked up at one of those workshops she goes to. The idea was, first, to name five things you dislike about your partner. You're supposed to take turns naming these traits. Then, after that unpleasantness, you are supposed to find five good things about them. Sheila, can't we just sit here and relax? We're in awe for Christ's sake.
1: It'll be fun. Come on, it's your turn. Tell me two things you don't like about me.
0: Two things? I, I thought we said one thing, then the other person had a turn. Right,
1: but I already said two things. You walk funny and you're defensive. So go ahead, Jean, it's your turn.
0: You're gonna ruin a nice afternoon, you know that? You already have ruined a nice afternoon.
1: Is that it? Is that what you don't like about me? I ruin your nice afternoons?
0: No, I I was going to say, I don't like the way you're always reading maps when we're in the car. But yes, Sheila, you do ruin my afternoons. This afternoon in particular. I'm sitting in a cafe with a self-help guru in France.
1: Okay, number three is you're obnoxious.
0: Said Sheila, you can't say I'm obnoxious, Sheila. That's too general. Anyway, I'm not.
1: You're obnoxious and defensive. You should hear yourself.
0: My number three is you exaggerate. You exaggerate everything, I said. It's pretty hard to take you seriously if you exaggerate everything. You said this is a game, but it's not. You're not happy unless I'm wrong.
1: Jean, using that logic, I should be the happiest girl in the whole wide world.
0: I ignored that comment. In all the years we've been together, I've learned a few things. Not much, but a few useful things. Like, for instance, not to react when Sheila says something like that. I looked up and squinted at a couple of French trees. Then I looked down at the French street the cobblestones and and passed them at the petite French cars parked around the edge of the square. A shade went up in a window on the second floor of a house across the square. I saw a naked woman standing there for a moment, and then she was gone. I didn't see her face.
1: How's that pastiche? Do you really like that stuff?
0: Asked Sheila. It's okay. I I wouldn't say it's the best thing I've ever tasted in my life, but it's, it's growing on me. Want some? I held out my glass to her. She sniffed it and made a face. pee said Sheila. She moved her chair so she was in the sunlight, out of the umbrella's shadow.
1: That sun really feels good. Licorice is probably my least favorite flavor in the whole world. If I had to drink that, I'd throw up.
0: See, that's what I mean.
1: What do you mean that's what you mean? She
0: said, that's just the perfect illustration of what I said before. Number three on my list. You exaggerate everything. He wouldn't throw up. Sheila closed her eyes and tilted her head ever so slightly up towards the early October sun. The cafe had six tables shoved out on onto the cobblestones of the mats here. There was a fountain in the middle of the square. When I looked toward it, I saw a rainbow in the mist from its lazy geezer. Beyond the fountain was a shop selling postcards and ice-cream cones. The shop was no bigger than a closet and above the door hung a wooden sign in the shape of an artist's palette, La Cramerie de Van Gogh. Only one of the table of the café was occupied. A middle-aged French couple sat there. The woman was dressed in a printed silk scarf and blouse, white toreador pants with gold trim and bright red pumps with large gold buckles. Her husband wore brown corduroy pants and a white shirt with the sleeve rolled up. A black sweater was draped across his shoulders. They wore matching pairs of expensive sunglasses. They were drinking glasses of lemonade and speaking intently and very softly to each other. You don't see them playing this game, I wanted to tell Sheila. They don't need to play this stupid game.
1: Jean, will you order me something? Can you get a waiter?
0: I'll try. What do you want?
1: I want some water, some mineral
0: water, said Sheila. I signaled for the waiter, who was inside the cafe, sitting in the shadows and reading a magazine. He didn't see me. What kind of you want? Sparkling? I asked.
1: You don't know. You don't know that by now,
0: said Sheila. But her tone was reasonable, amazed-sounding, but reasonable. If I knew, I wouldn't ask, I said. Finally, the waiter saw me waving, put down his magazine, and came out into the sunlight. He stood by the table. I noticed that his white shirt wasn't too clean and that its cuffs were dingy and frayed. Oui, monsieur. Un de l'eau <clears> minérale <throat> pour madame, I said in my fractured French.
1: Très bien, monsieur.
0: Gazus? I looked at Sheila. No clues there. She turned her face back to the sun. Oui, Gazus, see food play. The waiter ducked back inside the café. In a moment he reappeared with a light green bottle and a glass, and he placed them in front of Sheila. Merci, she said. The waiter went back to his magazine. Well, I asked.
1: Nice guess,
0: said Sheila. We had spent the morning on the boulevard de Lis, the long street that winds along the eastern edge of the ancient part of the city garking and sniffing at all the food stalls in the Saturday market, bins heaped up with cheeses, green beans, oysters, purple eggplants, rabbits hung by their tails, nuggets, roasted chickens, fat peaches and plums. Then we visited the catacombs, paying ten euros apiece to shuffle through an enormous and dimly lit basement. There wasn't much to do down there but sneak off into the darkness and then jump out from behind the pillars to try and scare each other. We cackled and shrieked like zombies in a horror movie, then listened as the echoes of our demented laughter bounced back at us. We soon tired of the dank and dreary cave and trooped back upstairs and out into the light, blinking like a couple of moles. Now we sat in the Place de Martyr and sipped at our drinks and played Sheila's game.
1: What's number four?
0: Asked Sheila. Are you sure you want to know these last two? I'm not holding anything back. Remember, Sheila, this was your idea.
1: Just tell me, you don't have to editorialize.
0: Number four, your nails. You don't take good care of your nails, I said.
1: Talk about petty,
0: said Sheila. She held up her hands and looked carefully at her fingernails.
1: My nails are perfectly good. Considering that I have to work for a living, unlike some people I could name, my nails look great.
0: I'm giving you number five, too, I said. You don't know how to say you're sorry. When you do something and you know it's wrong, you can never say I was wrong. You always have to try and justify it.
1: Those are your five, she asked. That's the worst you can come up with?
0: She leaned back, half in the sun and half in shadow, and ran a hand through her thick, grey hair. In that cafe, in France, nation of beauty, she looked impossibly lovely. I could probably come up with plenty more if you gave me some time. Do you want to hear the things I like about you? I asked.
1: First, I have to tell you two more things I hate about you. She said... You have really bad taste in shoes. I hate the shoes you wear. You buy stupid-looking sneakers and shoes.
0: You just don't like sneakers, I said. You don't like any kind of sneakers. Well... Said Sheila.
1: I don't like the sneakers you buy, that's for sure.
0: What's your number five? You don't know what's good anyway, but go ahead.
1: You're a selfish prick,
0: said Sheila. Sheila, I said, that's such a worn-out refrain. What can I say to that? If I say I'm not a selfish prick, it sounds selfish. You make me tired. You really do. I I could lie down right here and go to sleep, right here on these stones.
1: Before you go to sleep,
0: you selfish prick, she said.
1: Tell me five reasons why you love me.
0: Who says I love you? You
1: love me. I know you love me. You can't help yourself,
0: said Sheila. I can think of a couple of things, but I don't know about five, I said. Let me see. Okay, here, here we go. You have great hair. That's obvious. You've always had great hair, and and you always will, unless you go bald.
1: Can't you just say something nice? Do you always have to say something mean, too? It's like you're afraid to say something nice. It's like taking it right back as soon as you say it.
0: What did I say?
1: You know perfectly well what you said about going bald. The game, if
0: if you want to call it that, kind of petered out about then. Sheila started flipping through her guidebook. She was reading about Aix-en-Provence, where we were headed next. I I looked back up at that window once or twice, just so I wouldn't miss anything, but uh, the shade had been pulled down. The other couple finished their drinks, dropped some money on the table and walked away. The square was quiet. The sun was warm and soft breeze flooded the edges of the paper napkins beneath our drinks.
1: X sounds great, said Sheila. Listen to this.
0: Then she read to me about the uh, flower market in X and, and some of the restaurants and, and some kind of famous bread that the bakeries there made. A bread studded with olives and cloves of garlic. I was listening, but not too closely. I was checking out that window again, just in case.
1: You're not even
0: listening, said Sheila. Oh, yes, I am. The, the place is crawling with loaves of olive bread. The streets are littered with the stuff. You can't walk ten feet without tripping over a loaf of that damn bread. <sighs> we paid the waiter and walked across the square. I glanced up at the window where I'd seen French breasts and pubic hair, but uh, the shade was still drawn.
1: Subscribe to Literal Lab Podcast on Spotify.